and welcome to the Daily Note with Tyrone Deal and Dr. Nathan Daly, where we talk all things rehabilitation and human performance. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about modalities, what they are, what types are there, and what are their benefits. So Nathan, before we get onto this topic, how's your week been? I love this intro question, man. I'm doing really well. Uh, this week, I finally figured out that I can go to bed at the same time and get a good night's sleep. Nice. What time Almost are you going to bed? Soon to, uh, I'm soon to be 35 years old, and I'm just discovering this. I was just going to say, <laughs> uh, it's a little uh, um, far-fetched well, out there. <laughs> um, I am going to bed, trying to start my bedtime routine around 8.45 to 9 o'clock, and I'm now waking up at 5.45 each morning. Nice! I was waking up at 5.45 each morning, but not the earlier bedtime. That's, that, that's probably going to adjust somewhere, too. I think I'm a bit of the princess in the pea situation. Like, a little bit of sleep deviation, like, a little bit of sleep loss effect me just horribly like I feel I feel uh, well, uh, if you're my patient and you come to the clinic <laughs> and my, I'm not thinking my best and I seem a little foggy Nathan went to bed at 9 15 I went to bed at 9 15 and not 9 o'clock exactly <laughs> <laughs> well that's good that's awesome it's yeah. up your routine that's always a good thing uh, to do and I, well, I had a good week back to the original point I had a good week because I consistently went to bed and I had really great patient interactions this week. Awesome. That's good to hear. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from all our patients this week, too. Thanks, so sir. I'm happy to hear all that. Um, I just got done with my first month of post-op. So that's been awesome. Uh, started agility with my knee. And then I'm back in PT for another injury, which is my shoulder, which is going to be some problems for the last few years. Oh, man. Okay. I'm glad you're getting treatment for that now. Yeah. And I heard you're dancing, too, right? I was dancing. Yeah. I did a lot of dancing over the weekend, which, you know, felt fine. So Sure. I mean, that's that's like the highest therapeutic goal, right? For all of our patients, we say, can they dance? Right. Yeah. Can you dance is the question. I cannot. Okay. Completely <laughs> got two left feet. All right. Well, okay. get back to what our original <laughs> podcast question was, is modalities, what are they, what types are there, and what are their benefits? So Nathan, as a PT, yeah. uh, let's just get right into it. What is your view on modalities, and what types are there, as we were saying? Well, a modality is thought of as this kind of, um, it's technically any intervention provided by a physical therapist to treat a given condition. So technically, even you know manual therapy or hands-on or mobilization, they're modalities, but strictly speaking, when we say modalities, the thing that comes to mind here is going to be um, some type of passive intervention. It's the things that people have thought about when they go to physical therapy. Um, ultrasound, a wand applied to the skin, um, the use of a cold pack, the use of a heat pack, electrical stimulation of some kind. Um, these more passive interventions that are applied to you um, with the intent of reducing your pain or promoting healing or a whole host of other things. Okay. And then what types of modalities are there? I know you just named a few. You said ultrasound, heat pack. Typically, they're pack. grouped into different categories. So okay. thermal agents, um, you have electrical type stimulation where you have um, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. A lot of our patients have heard of that. It's called TENS. Um, it's a superficial current that causes a tingling sensation within the skin. And if turned up high enough, can produce a little bit of a muscular okay. contraction. It's usually, usually used for pain relief. We have also a different kind of current called called interferential current or IFC okay. um, that passes an electric current between the pads, also produces a similar um, analgesic or pain relieving effect. Um, and then we have different categories like uh, phonophoresis or um, set use of sound waves, use of ultrasound waves to treat um, uh, various conditions as well. Okay, nice. And then what are the benefits of using modalities in treatment? Well, so this is where it gets a little more controversial. I think okay. in recent years, um, there's really been 
a transition away from the use of modalities to treat common musculoskeletal conditions because the evidence really doesn't support their effectiveness in the treatment. So A, for the reduction of inflammation, B, for healing of tissue inflammation in general. Like There isn't a whole lot of evidence to support their use. So a lot of therapists have moved much more in the direction of the things that do have evidence, which is really the combination of hands-on physical work, manual therapy, we're a little biased here, we use a lot of that here in the clinic, uh -huh. but there is evidence to support that, and the use of exercise, progressive, heavier and heavier exercise to strengthen and build up tissue capacity. Okay. Those are the two things that have most evidence. There are some other things, but um, we have really moved away from the use of modalities. That said, so I will say that the modalities can be really, really beneficial for the right patient. Okay. And as a physical therapist, you need to recognize if a patient is in quite a lot of pain, their pain is, um, they're describing as this kind of unrelenting pain that's um, really hard to get a handle on. It doesn't really respond in a certain direction. It doesn't hurt more in this direction, this direction, and it has this kind of uncertain presentation. Then the use of those modalities can calm down the central nervous system, especially, and bring down that person's pain. Okay. Well, we have a, probably an entire new podcast devoted to pain coming up, probably in the next month or two. Um, but pain is a really complex phenomenon. It is ultimately a product in every person. That's every person a product of the brain. And ways in which we can alter the brain's response to or interpretation of the stimuli coming from the body. Kind of like a placebo? Not a placebo. It can... The brain is experiencing pain um, as a collection of signals coming from the periphery, so from the tissues. Everyone yep. thinks about that. But it's also, okay, are you in a heightened emotional state? Are you particularly stressed? Mm. Like me, have you had 15 minutes less sleep at night? <laughs> um, all those things are likely to amplify your pain response. Okay. So there's a way for us, if there's a way for us to calm down the central nervous system a little bit, we can oftentimes reduce pain. Modalities can really help with that sometimes. Okay, awesome. And then I, you, you've listed a broad range of modalities. Yes. Uh, ranging from heat packs all the way to sound. Um, Dry needling, is dry needling considered a modality as well? I would I would view that more as a an intervention. But okay. yes, I would say it could be included as a modality. We could talk about it a little bit if you'd like. What is the goal for dry needling? So I've had dry needling done to me in the past. I felt like it released some tension within the IT band when I was having pain at. But other than that, I've seen you guys in the clinic use it with electrical stimulation. Um, what, what, when would you use the electrical stimulation? When would you not? Ah, that's a good question. Um, so what was your immediate response? Um, I actually, full disclosure, I provided that dry needling <laughs> treatment to Tyrone. Yes, case. yes he did. Um, so when I needled that spot in your hip, uh -huh. um, what did you experience as I was needling you? And what did you experience right afterward? Um, it felt like I had tightness. And then once you put the needle in there, I felt the relief. There's no longer tightness. Um, I felt a little more loose, um, a little more limber. I was able to stretch a little bit further. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like right away, but I would say like a couple of days after post dry needling, I felt I had more flexibility, range of motion, a lot less tightness and stuff like okay. that. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there, there are a wide variety of theories about why dry needling works or doesn't work. And I don't think anything has been proven to this point. Generally, what I use it for and a lot of my colleagues use it for is 
If I have identified a spot within a muscle that is particularly tense, uh-huh. where I see a lot of resting tone within the muscle, the body is, the brain is, for whatever reason, holding that muscle in a state of contraction. Okay. And I don't think that that state of contraction is particularly beneficial. Or better yet, I have a movement. I have the person perform movement. They say, ah, it hurts right in that one spot. And I know it's within muscular tissue and I can reproduce it by pushing on that spot. Generally, sticking a needle into that one area can help the body reset. It's, we, you know, what we're taught in school is it's kind of a control alt delete for the muscle. And insertion of a needle into the muscle causes the muscle, hopefully, to momentarily twitch and then relax into a state more relaxed than it was previously. And hopefully with that relaxation comes a relief of pain. Another school of thought says, well, we're introducing a noxious noxious stimuli. We're we're piercing the skin and the muscle with a needle, a very thin acupuncture needle. That's producing some localized discomfort. And then that localized discomfort is causing the body to relieve symptoms and pain in that area by flooding the nervous system and flooding the bloodstream with these kind of endogenous pain-relieving substances. Your body is pumping your body full of kind of um, pain-relieving substances. Okay. And then when you guys are putting a needle into the muscle, is it going into the muscle belly itself? It is. It is going through the skin, through the subcutaneous fat, and directly into the muscle itself. It's very similar to acupuncture treatment. The goal here with dry needling is to um, make sure the needle is placed within the muscle itself to thread into. It's very, very thin needle, doesn't do any damage to the muscle itself, but causes the muscle to quiver, to shake, to contract and then hopefully to relax more than it was before. Okay. That's the goal. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, to follow up uh, electrical stimulation along with dry needling, when would you use that? If for whatever reason, um, I do not want to repeatedly stick a needle into a muscle. Uh So my initial technique and my initial training was uh, various techniques like coning, threading, fanning. These are all techniques where you repeatedly insert the needle, pull it out partially, insert it again from a different angle and move in different planes of motion. If the person is particularly sensitive, their central nervous system is ramped up, they're in a lot of pain, I don't want to repeatedly stick a needle in. Yes. So if I can facilitate that same twitching response with the muscle with relaxation with electrical stimulation. So that electrical stimulation passes ah. through the needle into the muscle, forces the muscle to contract and then relax. Contract and then relax. That makes sense. I can achieve that with one needle stick. Huh. Well, two needle sticks. One in one section of the muscle belly, one in the other section of the muscle belly. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That it works neat. really well. I want to experience that one of these days. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then another question I have, you know, we we're speaking about ice packs and heat packs. When would you, when's the best time to use them? Okay, so this is, <laughs> this gets really controversial it really a, fast. It, it depends. Um, uh, it does depend. Um, <laughs> the general rule of thumb I use is if there's an active inflammatory process. Let's say you just got an injury, just came out of surgery. It's been just a matter of a few days or a week after surgery. I don't want heat in that area. Your body is already warming up the tissue. It's already undergoing uh, tissue remodeling. Um, I don't want to increase that inflammatory process anymore okay. through the addition of heat. Okay. I'm generally going to add ice. Now, that said, recent research suggests that ice does not reduce inflammation. Okay. Ice, really, its main effect here is that it slows the conductance of nerve signals related to pain. Huh. So it is a dulling or a deadening of pain response coming from those injured tissues. It is not something that will reduce swelling or inflammation at a site. Elevation does a really good job of that. 
compression mm -hmm. does a really good job of that. Ice, maybe not so much. Okay. So really just, if you have some swelling, maybe you could experiment with doing the compression and just the elevation. Compression and elevation, yep. And if you need some pain relief and you don't want to take medication, try to apply ice to the area. Okay. The only thing that I'll say, and this is what I try to tell my patients too, is that chilling an area reduces tissue extensibility. So what I mean by that is soft tissues in your body give and stretch. Uh -huh. They're more likely to give and stretch if they're warm. Yes. So it's probably not a good idea to ice right before strenuous physical activity or physical activity that takes your joint through a large range of motion where those tissues are being stretched to their end point. Okay. And then how about like say now here we live in Colorado. It's really cold here. People still run. People still cross-country ski. Yeah. Should they apply heat before they go out? Would that help or just stretching? No. Neither. No. Neither. Okay. Neither. Just, just go out <laughs> so, and do it. No. No. I would say a generalized um, non-strenuous warm-up. Okay. Raises your internal body temperature before participating in strenuous activities is the most important thing you can do. Okay. So that's hopping on a stationary bike or something else, elliptical, um, generally even just doing um, get up and get down. So you get up into from a push-up position and you stand upright and you get back down into a push-up oh, position. Oh, burpees. No, you're not jumping. Oh, you're just standing up and down. Okay. Enough to get your heart pumping. Uh-huh pumping blood throughout your body and raising your internal body temperature and raising the temperature of your tissues, okay. that's going to go longer towards than going out in cold weather and exercising. Okay. All right. Or performing the exercise you want to perform very, very slowly. Uh -huh. So jogging, jogging in a ridiculously slow pace until your tissues feel warm, pliable, extensible, and then go out and do what you need to do. Okay. All righty. And then another question I have here is we do have the machine, the newbie here uh, by NewFit. Um, yes. What is your view on that with it? Is it? Would you consider that a modality as well? Yes. Okay. I would say it's much, it is a modality. The difference with the newbie, however, is that one of the settings involved, so a lot of our treatment with the newbie involves the use of 55 hertz setting. Okay. That setting is almost always paired. And before we go too deep into it, talk about the newbie, can we explain yeah. to the listeners at home what the newbie is? The newbie is a direct current um, electrical stimulation machine. So it is going to um, directly flow from, um, don't quote me here, the negative to the positive, positive to negative in one direction. It's not alternating current. It's not coming back and forth. It's flowing directly um, uh, toward the pad um, that is treating you at a particular spot. Now, the goal here at one particular setting, 55 hertz, is to always pair the newbie treatment with exercise. Okay. So in that way, it is a modality, but it is always paired with some type of activity. We know that exercise is very beneficial for the treatment of a host of different conditions. So the newbie is something that accentuates, makes the exercise that much more valuable or that potentially that much more effective. Okay. And then um, how does this help with the recovery process while using uh, that 55 hertz function on the newbie? Well, oftentimes what I find is that a person gets a better quality of muscle contraction. They're able to produce fatigue um, within their musculature a little bit more quickly than they otherwise would by just using their body weight or not having that electrical stimulation. So I'm getting some accelerated effects okay. during, while doing this. So a good example I give is a person sitting with their back against a wall doing a wall sit. So we're trying to train their quadricep muscles, the muscles on the front of so their thighs. Well, if I have electrical stimulation at that 55 hertz setting, I'm stimulating a stronger quad contraction than they can achieve on their own with the help of that machine. Okay. So as a result of that, 
you know, what we're seeing is that those rehabilitative uh, results are just so that little bit quicker. I'm getting this person to do a little bit higher level task before they could otherwise do it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And then uh, blood flow restriction, would that be considered a modality as well? Yes. Okay. Um, that's a new big thing in the uh, weightlifting world. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so blood flow, blood flow restriction, we're going to probably have an entire podcast about this, but just give you guys a preview. It is blocking a certain amount of blood flow from returning back to the heart. So veins return blood to the heart. Venous return is blocked by a certain percentage. Okay. Blood pools in and around the working muscle. So this is done, you know, the tourniquet, it's like a, a almost like a small tourniquet that's applied um, at the hip or at the shoulder or at the arm. Okay. Um, and then everything below that, the blood starts to pool. So let's say you're doing squats with this tourniquet at your hip. You might be able to use your body weight or a very, very light weight and recruit all of the muscle fibers within your working muscle. And then the belief is if you can recruit those muscle fibers that are generally only re recruited when you use really heavy weight, uh -huh. that you can achieve some pretty spectacular results really early on. Oh, wow. So I don't have to load you up to 80% of your one repetition maximum with a barbell back squat. I could have you do body weight squats Whoa. and have you recruiting all those high threshold um, sections or fibers within your muscle. So there are some really, That's really amazing. cool tools that are out there and, you know, more to come from Tomsic PT about that. Yeah. And then last question is, what would your biggest takeaway be about modalities for this whole podcast episode? For the listeners at home. <laughs> I want to be really careful here. Okay. So modalities can be valuable in the right patient population. Uh -huh. But if you are going to a PT who is only providing you modality-based treatment you need to find a different and better PT. Okay. So Alrighty. modalities are really helpful, but they cannot be a standalone treatment. Alrighty. Sounds good. Uh, do you have any other things you want to say uh, to the listeners at home? No. I mean, Ty, I, I just want to thank you for taking the time to put together these ideas, to formulate these questions, to give me and us an opportunity to share our ideas on these topics. And I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes. We've already gotten some really great feedback and I'm excited to talk about a few other topics in the future too. Awesome. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited about this as well. Uh, but thank you for all the information today, Nathan. I'm sure yeah. the listeners at home as well appreciate this. And uh, thank you everyone for listening uh, for another episode of The Daily Note with Tyron Deal. And Dr. Nathan Daly. Have a good one, guys.